On this week's episode, we talk about our hobbies from childhood until now. So stick around for more. (laughs) Hello, everyone, and welcome to Rare with Flair. The podcast where two 20-somethings with the same rare disease are living their best lives. I'm your host, Cassandra. Hi, and I'm your host, Casey. Wow, I can't believe I just messed up our own intro. We do that every... <laughs> it wouldn't be a Rare with Flair episode if we didn't mess up the intro. Like, let's be real. Yeah, no. But um, we hope you all had a great New Year, a great New Year's Eve and New Year's Day. Um, I'm going to quickly address the elephant in the room that, like, if my voice sounds scratchy this whole episode, I don't have COVID. I, I, ha- <laughs> I have a bit of a cold. <laughs> I got tested. I feel like any other time you could have a hoarse voice and it would be fine. But, like, during the pandemic, it's like it has to be addressed or everyone would be like, oh, my gosh, she's sick. Like, Casey, Casey, she okay? okay? <laughs> but anyway, um, so it's a new year. It's a new new yes. year, new me. And I wanted to ask you because you were telling me that you are doing like cleaning out of certain parts of your life. Is this correct? Yes. Like tell yes. me a little about it because I also want to do that. Right. So I feel like everyone recently within the modern, you know, past few years uh, has heard of Marie Kondo. Yes. Uh, Japanese organization guru. Um, so my brother inspired me, aka he was talking about how he did it, and I felt guilty, um, (laughs) that, um, she has a book called, uh, it's like The Art of Tidying Up, and I have decided that I want to try it out. It's all about, uh, for those that aren't familiar with it, it's all about kind of going through, there's a method to it, right? And I, I'm going to read the book that she has. Uh, but you go through different parts of your life, like your closet and your drawers and your mementos and your important documents, and you throw out, I mean, you know, keep your important documents, but you throw <laughs> out everything that doesn't spark joy. Spark joy. And so I think that's really interesting, and I think I... Girl, I have my backpack from undergrad. Yes. That I graduated undergrad in, in August of 2019, okay? I still have it, I and I need to clean it yes. out. It's just sitting in the corner That's of my room, scary. and it's become You're... part of the room, and it's it bothers me. You're scaring me. You're scaring me. Do you know what I literally did today? I cleaned Stop. out my backpack that I haven't touched in, like, three years. I'm not kidding. I'm not kidding. (laughs) What is happening? But we are on the same brainwave. Yeah, we always are. But I have cleaned out like my entire house. Like I'm really neat. But my phone, like you've inspired me to clean out my photos on my phone. Oh yeah. So I I went the past few days because something my brother was also talking about that is not in the book. Um, He's talking about having lots of digital clutter and, and accumulating yes. that over time. Yes. And I didn't really think about that, but I I made it a goal over the past, like, three evenings to go through the photos on my phone. Casey, I think I had, like, over 6,000 photos I do too. on my phone. I do, too. I'm scared. Yeah. I gotta do it. And you know what? I'm down to, like, 2,500 photos. Amazing. And I'm so... Or 2,600 or Ugh, something like that. that but I'm so... Sad 
impressed with myself. Yes. I didn't think I was going to be able to delete so many things. And there were just so many, like, junk photos, Ugh. like, pictures of chalkboards and college screenshots yes. of my screenshots. of my lock screen. Yes, like, like yes, it's so stupid. Or, like, just 30 pictures of the same thing. That's what I do. Yes, I because you were at an event yeah, or yeah. with someone, and they're like, yeah. I took a few, and you didn't bother to delete Ugh. the extras. Yes, that's mm. exactly it. But anyways, we will keep you updated on our journey of clear out our lives everybody <laughs> do you have any january goals i feel like i make i'm january making that like goals. a goal for this month i have been back on it this month i've been drinking my water i've been exercising Oof. i've been like yeah i've been eating healthy again because i after being really lazy and eating badly in december which is what you're supposed to do i started yeah, just feeling time. bad about it like for, for a while it felt good but then i felt bad so now i feel better yeah. <laughs> so yeah that's that's good getting back on yeah. the healthy train you know what i mean yeah, getting like, what, giving your body a, a reset. Yes, and also we have one more goal for this year, which involves Ooh. you listeners. It involves you listeners, and it'll hint, be hint. happening around like March or April. So stick around; you might be excited for that. That's all we're Yay. gonna say. I hate to be that person that teases things, but like, we gotta so build up vague. the suspense. Gotta build I know it up. we're really excited for it. I think I think you guys will like it too. Yes. So, if you have any guesses. Send them our yes, way. Guess. We will know neither confirm or deny. Yeah, but. yeah. Guess away <laughs> our exciting news. We're so excited about it. Oh my goodness! <laughs> so we are going to talk about hobbies, and I mean, kind of on that New Year train, right? Like thinking about what you want to do, also sort of the nostalgia of what we have done and what we are doing, and. So we kind of wanted to cover all of that. We thought this would be a, a good time period to do that in. Yes, and I wanted to say real quick, too, that, like, you know, some of our episodes are more disability-related than others. And this episode, even though it's not technically disability-related, our disability will be coming up a lot throughout hobbies because we're going to talk about how we mm -hmm. do these hobbies with a disability, which most things in our life are affected by it, you know? So, like, anything we do is going to be a little yeah. different. And so we'll, we'll discuss that, too. So sure. let's For get into childhood. Sure. Yeah. What were you doing? So I think we both danced in childhood. That was a hobby we did. Yes. So tell me about your experience with that. Okay. So I did... I didn't do every type of dance, but I did several. So I did ballet for probably six years. I started when I was just two years old, and I stopped doing it when I was about eight. Um... My parents put me in it to help me with balance, and one thing that we'll, we'll reference a couple times here is that uh, when we were planning this, we both were like, yeah, being blind really affects your I balance. I hear you. Can you hear me? Yes. I can now, cool. but I couldn't for a good, like, moment. Okay. But... Uh, I So, I was saying that... Um, being, like, being blind or lacking some sort of sense really affects your balance, um, and yes. while we acknowledge that there are blind dancers out there, we are not those. So, um, <laughs> no. you know, I, I did ballet. I really liked it. I loved like leaping and jumping in the air, but when it came to the actual fundamentals classes, I realized that one, I couldn't see the teacher really well. And two, um, balancing was really hard. Um, so yeah. I stopped doing it, but <laughs> Yeah. That was something I did. Other things I did, I did tap dance, mm -hmm. which, super random story, but one of my best friends, 
was in a top class that I was in, like, somewhere over 15 years ago, and we didn't know each other then, but then she came to my college, she joined my sorority, and she is my little, so, super, super crazy, That is adorable. What's up, Diana? Oh, it's Diana! (laughs) I've heard of Diana. We bonded over, like, the the costumes that we wore it was like kind of like an alley cat theme oh, it was so oh, funny okay cats Respect. okay cats the musical <laughs> so funny but yeah um and then i did hula dance as hula. well uh, oh my gosh <laughs> i love that <laughs> that's wonderful it was i i'm glad i did it really that um, sounds like my days it was fun. What did you do? I did ballet, tap, and jazz growing and gymnastics growing up. Um, even though gymnastics isn't technically dance, but I feel like it just kind of fits in that. Um, yeah, and I was I not good too. at any of them. I, I can't balance. <laughs> I can't. And I, and once again, we are not by any means saying that blind people can't dance. I actually have a friend that's blind that's a very good dancer. So it, it doesn't yeah. help, though. It doesn't help your situation. But um, I and then when I, I I'm kind of jumping ahead a bit, but I don't think we're going to really talk about dance much again. So when, no. <laughs> when I was in college, I majored in musical theater. And, and so it's like singing, acting and dancing, singing and acting. I feel very comfortable doing dancing. I absolutely do not. And I failed <laughs> ballet one. I literally I took ballet one. I went to every class. I tried my best and I still failed. They were like, you need to take this again. You're not ready for ballet two. <laughs> it was the worst. I took so many dance classes in college, tap, contemporary, like lyrical like all musical theater dance and I was bad at all of it (laughs) I'm only laughing because I absolutely would have failed ballet right with you (laughs) the teacher the professor hated me like literally that sounds so hard she hated me it was so hard it was so bad (laughs) never again man oh my gosh wow so yeah I guess we're not cut out to be dancers but kudos to everyone who is (laughs) yes kudos (laughs) Um, another thing I did growing up was I played instruments. Uh, did you play instruments, Case? I did. Um, I played piano for a few years, and it was really funny because when you're blind, it's really hard to read sheet music, especially when you're sitting at a piano, because if you try to lean in, your arms are, like, underneath you, and that's not the way your arms yeah. are supposed to be. So I had this teacher who was, like, remarkable, and she would write all of the notes, like, the she would, like put the corresponding she would put a number I think to the corresponding note I don't remember how she did it but she would write it out really big for me like huge on the paper so I could see it but I still was terrible at piano once again another hobby I took up really smart it was really it was really special that she did that it was actually my teacher it was my fourth grade teacher and she taught piano after school um so it was really smart that she did that but it still wasn't helpful for me because I I think I just didn't have the passion to learn it. Like, I yeah. I didn't care enough to try. But yeah. what about you? Yeah, so I also did piano, and it's funny because I, I tried a few different things, too. I did piano for probably, an, like, eight years, and I was still no good at piano. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm not, I'm not but, laughing um, at you. I'm just like... No, I know way. you're not. Like, <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> um, I tried a lot of different things. I had, like, a music stand, like, in front of me. So I kind of played around it, which oh. was sort of effective, but also sometimes it was even then still too small. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was really annoying to have to maneuver around the music stand so that I had, like, someone that we loosely knew um, 
kind of built this modified music stand that would clamp onto the piano and extend out. I, I swear, I think I used one of those ones. Like, yeah. a memory is flooding back to me. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I think I had I know. That. It was helpful, but by the time I had it, I was kind of getting tired of piano anyway. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, it's so yeah, exhausting it was, to work around all of that that if you don't really love it, it and you're not really passionate about it, you're not going to, like, try enough, I feel like. Absolutely. And of course, you know, for all of these things that we're saying, there is like definitely someone who is blind who did oh, this thing. 100%. Like Stevie Wonder. Oh, I'm yeah. no Stevie Wonder. Oh, um, yeah. Like people can play by not. ear, obviously, you know. Like, oh, yeah. That's a thing. I just also think my fingers, like, I have a bit of carpal tunnel sometimes, and obviously I probably didn't mm-hmm. as a child, but I think my fingers just aren't, like, flexible and fast enough to even be good, even if I could see. I just don't know. I just don't feel like piano's my thing, but, you know. Girl, I have the longest fingers in the world, and I thought that that would help me, but, yeah. like, I can stretch over an octave, and that was very <laughs> unhelpful. Oh, man. Yeah. So, you know. Big hands. <laughs> well, are you ready to move on, or did you play any more instruments that you want to mention? Yeah, this is a very random... It's like a trivia fact about me, almost. For one year, I played the harp. Uh, Really? Yes, I I did. I love the harp. I think the harp is gorgeous. I was actually not too bad at it, but I I think it was... It was... It was the difficulty of... I mean, so the person who taught me, she was very, very well-versed in music theory and through that I learned a lot about music theory yeah it was really foundational for me honestly but it was really cool um the sides of my fingers were pretty calloused yeah but um I think it was just the practicality of being able to like play a harp and own a harp because it's just so big that's amazing so I had a baby a baby little harp that I had borrowed from someone cute um but yeah, it was it was really fun. I did not know this about you. I love that. <laughs> I have a ukulele that I sometimes will fiddle around with, and I, I oh, am, I tried to teach myself that in high school, like every other high school, yeah. kid, but I did not. I'm do way well. better at that than I am at piano, but I'm still not by any means like great at it. So no. you know, very average. I can play some chords and play a few songs, but nothing great. So. Anyways, now, moving on, now that we feel bad about ourselves, moving on to something <laughs> we're a little better about, better in maybe, and that is, uh, like, theater and singing. Um, so, yeah. you know, I feel like I mentioned it all the freaking, I feel like I'm annoying, like, it's like a broken record, like, I do You're theater. not annoying. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> I do theater, everybody, did you not know? I feel like I talk about theater, like, every moment of my life. I need to stop. But anyways, I do theater. No, you're fine. And, um... <laughs> I, and I know Cassandra can add into this too, but I wanted to take this moment to talk about how I navigated theater with my disability a little bit. Um, because I, I know a lot of parents who ask about this a lot of my kid wants to be on stage. How do they do it if they're blind? So one of the things that parents are often concerned about is the bright lights on stage. And this could be for dancing or singing or acting or what instruments, whatever that requires you to be on a stage. Um, personally, I want to hear your take on this too, Cassandra, but personally for me, like the sunlight really, really bothers me, but stage lighting has never really been an issue. And I might've even mentioned that in the pod before. I'm not sure. I don't remember, but so it's not really an issue for me. And there was a few times where there would be a spotlight on me where it was a little much, but Mm. I just asked them to dim it a little bit. Like, you know, you can always ask for your own accommodations depending on what you need, but I would say let your kid try it, and it might not end up being too much of an issue. 
Yeah, yeah, I remember. Uh, I mostly did theater. I was like musical theater in high school, and I did it on and off growing up. And I think, yeah, the spotlight was a little hard. I felt like I was in a column of light. It yeah. was really, it was a really like strange feeling for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but most of the time, I mean, yeah, it is like pretty super bright. Most of the time, though, you're not always facing directly front. Yes. And you're not always staring directly at the lights. You're usually, like, tilted to the front, but you're, you know, if you're dialogue, you're talking to someone next to you. Uh So That's true. You know, you're not always directly facing the lights, so that really helps. And um, I mentioned this when we were planning it, but... I can't see the crowd at all. Me neither. Which honestly is kind of helpful. I love but it. Yeah, I just see like the end of the stage and that's it. That's there's it. Nothing yeah, else. there's nothing else. I've <laughs> even talked to sighted people who kind of say that experience too because the lights kind of blind everybody and you, you can't really see and then we especially can't see. But yeah. I think blackouts are even harder actually than the bright lights. Yes. I ran into a pole once during a blackout and when I, <laughs> when I was a little kid, I would crawl on my hands and knees to get off the stage and then... Um, Sometimes in college, I would have a person, I would, like, a designated person to kind of grab onto when a blackout would happen if I had to get off the stage quickly. I think I would do that, too. Yeah, I'd kind of grab someone instinctively, even if they didn't know. Yeah, even if they didn't know. (laughs) And then also navigating the sets can be a little, like, if it's a lot of, a lot of sets have a lot of stairs. And, like, for that, Mm -hmm. I would just say, like, I I would always take some time after rehearsal alone to, like, just walk the set and get familiar with it Mm -hmm. myself. So, there are ways, you Memorization know, like, plays a big role into it, too. Yes, and just getting comfortable with it. And, like, there are mm-hmm. ways to accommodate if that's what you you or your child wants to do. So theater and singing and all of that was actually a hobby I stuck with and I felt good at, unlike instruments and dance. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I know you've had your fair share of doing, like, choirs and all that kind of stuff, too. So Yeah, I did lots of choirs growing up. I yeah. think it was... I would say the longest hobby I'd ever had. Yeah, yeah. So that's something we're actually kind of good at. Pat on the back for us. Hey. Yay. Uh, <laughs> and back to things that we're not good at. Back to things that I'm not good at at all. Sports. You're better at sports. <laughs> You're more athletic than me, let's be fair. But I'm not that I athletic. know, but you've actually <laughs> played sports, though, right? Like, you've actually done that because yeah yeah you could go first Um, did you did you play any sports growing up though I was no I was on a cheer (laughs) I did gymnastics and I was on a lot of cheer teams but I started theater when I was like I started singing when I was six and I started theater when I was eight Mm. so that was like my whole and I like it's very time consuming I feel like sports are too so you can't you can't do both like if you have one extracurricular outside of school that's pretty much all you have time for you know yeah, I did I've do cheer an, uh, for years though, but I don't know if cheer is an actual sport, and I was not good was at it. Was it? Was it like acrobatic cheer? No, or? no. And I do, okay, I yeah. do think cheer is an actual. I take that back. Cheer is an actual sport. It was the cheer I was doing that was. I was like screaming and clapping, like I don't know. Yeah, yeah, that. that's. I totally did that too. But yeah, I know. I think the sport, the sport element is if it's more like gymnastics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I did do gymnastics also. Um, I did soccer. I was so bad soccer. at soccer. Um, I another <laughs> random factoid that includes the heart is I once tried figure skating. I am obsessed with that. <laughs> obsessed. So the, it's a really funny random story. I'll try to be fast. No, with it, but be my slow. mom was telling me this <laughs> recently. Okay, so I took one of the very basic figure skating courses uh, offered at the arena that was closest to us. And my mom told, so I would think I was maybe 
I wasn't very old. I was maybe seven. Um, so I think my mom told the instructor, like, hey, she's visually impaired, just an FYI if she can't follow you. You know, she wasn't asking for special treatment or anything. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, like, starting out with the balance thing again, I was an absolute disaster. I kept falling <laughs> all the time. Like, so funny. But toward the end of the class, it was so interesting. I ended up getting kind of used to the feeling of being on ice skates. And so I can... The one thing, the only thing I can still do from that is when I can go ice skating, I can wiggle my feet in and out. That's exciting. Which is fun. That's, like, the one thing I can do. But um, but it was really funny because someone else that was watching the kids in the intro class sat behind my mom, and she didn't know I was blind. But she said, wow, like, she's improved a lot. Aww. And so... I did improve a lot, which is exciting, but skating is really hard. I always so I wanted to be it. a figure skate. When I when the Olympics was on when I was little, I would always dream of that. And I think it's just because I wanted to be in front of an audience, which I think theater is a way safer bet for me than figure skating. But yeah. I did take a roller skating like class and I enjoy roller oh, skating. Cool. But figure skating, when I try to go when I try to go ice skating, I am literally that person hanging onto the wall for dear life and like crying and like miserable and like I hate every moment. So yeah, no. Yeah, I think the last time I went ice skating, which was a few years ago, I almost plowed into a child. I hate so it. I really shouldn't ice skate. I hate <laughs> I can't balance and I get scared and I hate it. I'm gonna break my leg and cry, so no, I don't do that anymore. It's so But you hard. also yeah, do cross no. country. I did. So I'll talk really quick about that because I have mentioned it in a past episode. I think it's like episode four toward the end to talk about how I did cross country. But um, I only did it because someone asked me to and playing into my, uh, we talked about the Enneagram too, but playing into my Enneagram seven wing, I was like, friends? Okay. Yes, I'll totally do that. I didn't even know what cross country was. Um, so (laughs) I was not sporty at all. I think when I was 11, I complained about walking like six miles (laughs) and I complained literally every other moment, but I became a runner and I wasn't that great. But, um, I think what was helpful is it's really disorienting running through trees, especially when it's sunny outside because the sunlight is flashing into your eyes. Yes. Yes. It's like a strobe effect. So I was allowed to wear, like, a baseball cap, um, which was extremely helpful. And I had long hair, so, like, it stayed on well. For when I started out, I actually ran with a sighted guide. So it was just someone that ran alongside me, and they would tell me there's a root, there's a a dip in the ground, that kind of thing. Um, I did it for about five or six years, so... We, I went to a small school. We went back to almost all the same courses every year and we would walk them before. So part of it was that memorization you were talking about with theater. Yes. Yes, exactly. I just remembered how the courses were. And part of it was also that the officials started to know that I was coming around. So they would, they would do this normally, but they would spray paint the roots and the rocks that would stick out. Oh. Um, but they did it, like, extra bright. <laughs> oh, wow. Which was really nice. And then, yeah, when I when I stopped running with a sighted guide, I really, I mean, I was never first, okay? I'm not, like, that good. But um, there was always someone in front of me, and I would just kind of follow where I saw their shirt, and yep. I would just, like 
you know, make a lot of assumptions. All things considered, I didn't trip as much as I think that I could have. Mm-hmm. Um, so really, it wasn't too bad. You just have to pick up your feet a lot just in case. Yeah. But yeah, it was a lot of fun. I'm not a runner anymore, but The spray painting the rocks thing reminds me of glow tape in theater because, like, they mm-hmm. they always use it. It's not just for blind people, but, like, when I'm in a show, sometimes the stage manager will put a lot of extra glow tape there for me. And, like, oh, so that's awesome. there are, like, it's it, when I was hearing you tell that about, like, following the person in the colored shirt or whatever, it's, like, amazing how we are able to adapt. Like, we truly find so many ways to adapt, and some of it we don't even purposely try to do. Like, we don't even think about. We just mm-hmm. do it. And it's, like, I think people who can see well – think we can see way better than we can because of all the ways we adapt and it's pretty absolutely it's pretty amazing but yeah like so but once again like we've said a thousand times there are a lot of blind people and legally blind people that are great at sports so it's not i know people who play baseball and all kinds of sports so it's not like you can't do it it's just not for us yeah (laughs) especially me yeah No, but you you still work out. Like you still you're still like fit. I like fitness. I like cardio. Um, and I do do that. But I'm not athletic. I think there's a difference. Maybe I don't know. I'm just not sporty. I've never really liked sports. I'm more artsy. So yeah. So the next thing is reading because this is interesting. I think I've talked about on the podcast before that I grew up really being frustrated by reading and I never liked it. And I think I've even said this on the pod. Sorry, y'all. I am very repetitive, probably. But when I was, like, 15, I read Twilight by Stephanie Meyer. And (laughs) I, like, is it good literature? Probably not. Not really. Um, But at the time, that was an easy read that got me hooked. And from then on, I read everything. Every young adult, like, at that age, you know, all the, the Hunger Games and all, everything and yeah. I became obsessed with reading, and I still love it. And and so reading is one of my biggest hobbies, and I think it's a super interesting topic for a legally blind person to say they love reading. So I, I, I can read a normal physical book, but I don't at all uh, prefer it. And it hurts my arms really bad to hold it that close to my face because we have to hold it so yeah. close. It hurts my eyes. It strains my eyes. It's just not... I love the idea of having physical books on my shelves, but it's not its not practical. And it took me a long time to say no to that because I wanted to yep. so badly do that. But I use a Kindle, which I can make the font as big as I want. And also, I prefer a Kindle over a screen like an iPad because its they use e-ink, so it doesn't, um, mm. it doesn't give your eyes the same strain as using a screen. It looks like a piece of paper, and mm-hmm. they, you can put a light on it, too, so you have some light. And then I also love audiobooks. Audiobooks are great. And, you know, yeah. I was talking with Cassandra the other night about how, how there's all this argument of, is audiobooks, are you really reading? But... I believe you are, if you're still getting the exact same information, I think you are still reading. And of course, a blind person is going to have that opinion. But anyway, (laughs) sorry, I just talked for three hours about reading, but I'm very passionate about it. No, that's awesome. (laughs) No, you should tell us what one of your favorite books is, though. Oh, man. Oh, you put me on One of, one of. It doesn't have to be like the top. (laughs) Oh, I have so many. I I love Roald Dahl. You know, he's a children author, but I really love Charlie and the Chocolate Factory and Matilda and all of his stuff. He's one of my favorite authors when I think of, like, my favorite authors. But 
I just have That's so, so cool. I love all genres. I love all books. I used to have a booktube channel on YouTube. Yes, everyone should go it's and still, look at Casey's booktube. It still exists. Um, and <laughs> I'm gonna put it in the show notes. Oh god, <laughs> this will make. If you haven't gone and looked at our show notes yet, maybe this will be what cracks you <laughs> to go look at them. Um, I had a booktube channel for a few years where I would read and review books. So if you want to go look at that. That is there. Yeah, I. So I used to. It's funny we talked about this in our school episode also. But I, I read really early, and so I read a lot growing up. Uh, when I was a lot younger, I, and and up through probably high school, I did a lot of like recreational reading. Mm-hmm. Um, as soon as I hit college, I just started lacking the time. And then my interests sort of shifted, and so I became more of, like, a video game person. Um, Not that I don't like reading still. It's just not something I do as often. Yeah. But with reading, I don't use a Kindle. I use an iPad, but... When I was a student, I used this service called Bookshare. It's available for free to students that have, like, IEP programs and also college students um, for people with print disabilities so if you are have dyslexia if you have severe motor disabilities or if you are blind visually impaired you know any of those categories you can use it um so i could download books for free and i would read them on their app on my ipad and i would just invert the contrast so i had like black background with white text yes. i feel like that was the best um contrast for me being able to sit in front of a screen for long periods of time mm-hmm. so yeah no and I and I do really love reading I I think the last book I actually read though was probably November so it wasn't that oh wasn't well that's not too recent. bad I thought you were gonna say like five years ago or something that's not bad oh no I read like at least three books last that's year that's not which, bad you know what it's not the no, worst. That's, that's more than <laughs> that's more than some people. I mean, it's it's all about just a hobby. It's not like a contest or anything. But I want to hear about your video gaming because I also enjoy gaming too. So like, we wanted to talk about this as a hobby too. Yeah, I I love video games. I played them a lot growing up, and I think uh, kind of in high school, college, I started not having as much time and. I felt that a lot of my friends weren't really doing it either, so it was kind of just a me thing. But then toward the end of senior year, I was, you know, I was, I actually, this is more really fun facts. Um, in college, I studied computer science and we had to pick a concentration and I picked game design. Oh. So, because I thought that sounded really interesting. It is. Um, so I did a, a capstone design course which uh is like something that most engineers have to do it's some uh, like a big design project you do over a, a semester so my capstone design course was like designing a video game with a group which was a lot of fun but but like that and a handful of other reasons kind of got me back into gaming and so i I've done a lot. I play a lot of different games. I play on PC games, first-person shooters. I'm actually not the worst at first-person shooters. Wow. Um, <laughs> but I have to have like, like a big gun <laughs> <laughs> with like, and it has to be a game that has some video games have um, like the crosshair, you know, where you're aiming your gun. 
if it's on like an enemy it turns red and that is just immensely helpful if you're blind yeah yeah <laughs> Um, yeah, so no, I like, that. I think people think, like, oh, you're blind, you can't play video games, and it is harder, but I think, you know, if you're playing alone, it's pretty easy, you can get as close as you want. If you're playing with a friend, you can just both sit mm-hmm. close, or just you. Sometimes it'll just be me sitting close, and my friend's further back, or just try to get a bigger right. screen. And, and in this age, especially now in the pandemic, but a lot of people would just play games online with other people. Absolutely. So, Absolutely. you know, so you don't even ways. have to worry about that. It's so, so great. And yeah. so... I, I mean, I love everything from, like, Animal Crossing to, like, more, you know, I, I finished a shooter last year called Half-Life, which was, like, really fun. It had a good story. Um, and then I've played a lot of games through the pandemic. Um, uh-huh. I have a, I got a Switch, like, right as the pandemic started. Jealous. But um, I, there was this pack in September of three like 3d platformer mario games which is you know just like a it's like a mario game you go through a level and you jump on things and you Mm -hmm. avoid enemies and whatever but it was like mario 64 mario sunshine and mario galaxy and i am proud to say that i 100 percented mario sunshine and mario galaxy which mario galaxy took forever I got a good ways through Mario 64, but it is incredibly difficult, and now I've been playing Mario Odyssey, which is the new Mario platformer on the Switch. That's really impressive, because I feel like even though I love gaming, I'm not actually very good at it as far as, like, finishing a game like that, but... I really loved the N64 growing up. I had all the Mario games, and I loved I played yeah. it const hours. I played it constantly, um, and I don't game as so much fun. now. I would love the Switch one day, but I just haven't bit the bullet yet to buy it. But, um, but yeah, you I, I enjoy gaming, too. So, yeah, just not quite as much in my adult life as, as I did when I, when I was a kid, but I still do like it a lot. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. I think it's fun when you have friends that are into it, too, so you guys can be like, oh, where'd you get to? Oh, yeah. Did you figure this out? That's, like, that's fun. Yes, for sure. But, okay, so we wanted to talk about what we're into now. Yeah. And what it is that we do as adults to pass the time. Yeah, those were some things we tried out as children. Now it's like, what do we do? And I, I already told you guys I was into reading, so that is one of my main adult hobbies. But what goes along with that is also writing, which you are good at, my friend. <laughs> Thank you. I, I I feel like writing feels sort of like work to me, so I don't do it that much. <laughs> but I do like to do it sometimes. So the way I keep up with writing is I, um, I write for the National Organization for Albinism and Hypopigmentation. So NOAA. We're both involved in NOAA. They're great. They have a quarterly magazine, comes out four times a year, and I write something for each of the issues, so I kind of committed to doing that throughout 2020, and I did, and I was really happy about it. I, If you want to read those articles, I have a personal blog. I very much don't update it that often, but, you know, I I do post the, the content that I write for Albinism Insight on the 
on my personal blog, so, like, I'll link that in the show notes, but that's sort of what I've done with writing. (laughs) Yeah, no, and you are, you are really talented. Like, I definitely recommend checking out the show notes. Even the show notes are written by our our own Cassandra over here. I do write the show notes. She writes the show (laughs) notes, and so, yeah, I think if you want to, like, get a taste of her writing, obviously it's not, obviously show notes are more bullet points, but... She always has a fun little intro to them, so definitely get a taste of her writing by looking at the show notes and her blog. Thank you. Which Girl, you're too kind. It's exciting, <laughs> and it's funny because, like, you do the show notes, and you have a hobby of writing, and I do the editing, and I've always had a hobby of editing and, and video, videography, um, videography. Wait, are you going to tell about what, like, how you edited videos growing up? Yeah, well, like, I oh, gosh, well... <laughs> Oh, <laughs> what she's you don't have to No, what she's referring to well first I'll say I started using a video <laughs> camera I'll, I'll talk about that but I started using a video camera when I was like seven like my parents video camera and you know why is because when you zoom when I zoomed in I could see things and I discovered like this is a way for me oh, to see wow. and I would carry the camera the around camcorder. everywhere and just zoom yeah it was a huge camcorder you know from the 90s um, but I would carry it around everywhere and I could see things and I really enjoyed it and I would make stupid so videos cool. and, and then the acting part of me comes in where I would force my friends to dress up and act with me when they would come over to my yes. house. I have hours and hours of stupid videos we made but what Cassandra is referring to is I also made fan <laughs> videos. I would edit fan videos like in high school. I love this. I love um, this. I would make Buffy a lot of Buffy fan videos like a lot like I I wish I could find them because I actually think they were pretty good actually (laughs) to be honest I would love to see them and honestly since you told me that I think I think of it periodically and it makes (laughs) me happy the fact that you made fan videos I think I tried uploading them to YouTube and it was like copyright because I was I had no anyways though but that's that's a hobby of mine is I'm not great at it I've never been formally trained in it but it's fun Oh, that's so that's so cool! Yeah, wow. Um, let's see. Okay, so we know that like some people wouldn't think that watching TV is a hobby, but it totally but it is totally a hobby. But it totally is a hobby, and it's <laughs> one of my favorite hobbies, actually. So don't knock it till you try TV. <laughs> I love watching TV. I lo- I'm, <laughs> what are your favorites? Well, I was gonna ask real quick: Are you more into TV or movies? I always used to be kind of a movie person but I got I was really late to the Netflix boat I only got it like in 2017 but everyone already had Netflix by that point yeah um but I did start watching a lot of series through that and I have really enjoyed I'm just I I like like the continuity yeah I like movies but TV you get to really grow with the characters for so long and I love that yeah um some of my faves Buffy the Vampire Slayer shock shock um Pushing Daisies, Steven Universe, Avatar The Last Airbender, Once Upon a Time, Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt, Stranger Things. Uh, I have a billion. I mean, I love TV with all my whole heart. There's a, so great. There's a thousand. The Twilight Zone. Uh, there's a thousand things I'm probably forgetting. What about you? Ooh, <laughs> I yeah. I have a thousand of them. No, you're good. I don't know if I can list that many, at, like, in a moment's notice. But, <laughs> no, I... I like, have my list, like, um, ready in my mind. I'm like, all right, here yeah, we go. you were like, I was born for this I moment. I was born for this. <laughs> no, I, I also love Steven Universe. I I love Jane the Virgin. Oh, my god, Which gosh, I'm, I'm watching right Jane. now for the first time, and it's very it good. Like, I can't, so good. I can't, like, put it in my list yet because I'm only on, like, the fourth or fifth episode, but it's very good. 
<laughs> it's so great. I I love specific kinds of like homicide shows. I don't I'm not like a true crime person or anything, but I love it when um when the premise is really interesting. So I really love Monk. Uh, mm-hmm. And I love iZombie because I just think that the premise is so cool and I love the execution as well. But yeah. I, I don't know if I just watch, like, just a cop drama. Like, I, that's not really me. But, yeah. Um, but, yeah, those are some of my my favorites. And then, yeah, movies got, like, every other Disney film. Yes, <laughs> is that Does that count? Disney is, <laughs> seriously, most of them would be my top movies. Like... I love animation. Yeah. I love musicals. Like, I'm going to love Disney, obviously. So, yeah. I'm, yeah. Oh, I agree. It's just so good. And Pixar has a way of manipulating your feelings every yes. time you watch. I like Disney or, like, weird indie films. It's, like, my genres, I feel like. <laughs> weird indie films. Are you, like, oh, like a hipster, like, Wes Anderson type I- movies i don't know how many of his i've seen but i am a hipster with the movies we have a theater a movie theater that only plays like indie stuff and it's like me and my mom's favorite <gasps> we one. have one too it's like our favorite theater we're there and i've never For seen anyone? i've never seen a movie there i don't like that's the thing i'm like wow i oh, really that's do so cool yeah we have for if anyone is in columbus ohio uh and doesn't know about the gateway uh, you guys should see it because the Gateway is the indie theater in Columbus, and I would never want it to die ever. I love that. The end. Love it. <laughs> um, so, like, on my list next, I have like video games and singing, but we've already talked about all that. Unless you have anything else to yeah. add, but I, I do well, what? music. Yeah. What about music? Oh, music. Well, of course, we know we both love music, but especially you. That's a big hobby for you. Yeah, totally is a hobby. But we both collect vinyl. Yeah. Um, how long have you been collecting? I've been collecting for like eight years probably at this point. And I feel like at the beginning yeah. I was like really like I would go to like thrift shops and just scavenge through the whole thing and like, you know, find so I would cool. love it when I would find something I really wanted, you know. It's a fun feeling to just go through old records. And I even buy new vinyl too, like, you know, that's mm-hmm. current albums. But yeah, I started kind of I don't want to sound hipstery, but I kind of started right before the big blow up of vinyl being like a trend again, you know? Um, yeah. And, but it was exciting for me when it became a trend again, because then a lot of the current albums I like were made into vinyl. And so that was exciting. Yeah. I love that. I, I started collecting, uh, probably six years ago ish. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's also been a bit, but, um, no, I love buying modern vinyl. Um, because one, I, I feel like I can support the artist, and two, it's just so cool to have your your music on physical media. And the um, cover art, the, like, being able to just see I it. I love the cover art. And I like how my, it's My obsession is buying colored vinyl. Yeah, yeah. It's nice. So if I can find an album in a color, I absolutely am going I to I love that. that. I have so, a few. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not, like... I'm not like hardcore like I'm gonna collect super rare items and whatever but I just like collecting music I like and it's just fun yes absolutely yeah yeah I like I love following artists I would consider that a hobby just yeah. because I I really I I'm really invested in some some bands and some artists and um recently I've followed our local alternative radio in Columbus. I really love them. They're really great. Yes, and just all the friends you've made. And I love, yeah, I love, like, also just going to concerts and all of that. Like, it it is a hobby. Like, I would consider music a hobby. And, you know, I, my music taste isn't 
too broad. I kind of listen to what I like, but you know, mm-hmm. at the same time, I am really invested in the artists that I like. So yeah, yeah, for sure. that's totally a hobby. And also another hobby that you are a little more into than me, actually a lot more into than me, is cooking. I love cooking, <laughs> and you're good at it too. I think I am. I mean, I like what I make. <laughs> <laughs> that's all that matters. And I'll like I'll cook for. Um, you know, it's hard to cook for one person sometimes, but I will, like, cook for me, and then I'll, if I end up with leftovers, I'll, like, bring them home, or sometimes I'll cook for my parents, and they seem to like what I make, too, so, you know, I'm glad about that, but no, I really like cooking, I love trying out new recipes, I love, like, trying out different cuisine, so that's really fun for me, and and I said this in my our last episode, but I started getting into, like, I wouldn't say bartending, but, like, you know, yeah. mixing drinks. Mm-hmm. Um, and in just, like, a, in more of, like, a, I don't know, a classic, prof- more professional way, and not just, like, let's, like, pour some things together yeah. <laughs> like a college yeah. student. Um, but, yeah, <laughs> my brother got me a, for Christmas, he got me this book. Oh, it was a cocktail book from America's Test Kitchen, which is really cool, and I, like, I read a lot of it, and it's super interesting, just, like, learning about where, like, different alcohols come from, and, you know, it's just, like, cool to know that stuff, too. Yeah. I don't know, maybe one day I'll get to flex that. No, that's really, <laughs> yeah, like, the next time you can have people over, like, a party or whatever, yeah. you can do that. Just, like, throw around my shaker, like, oh, yeah, 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 effortless. I am not... No, I'm not like that. <laughs> I'm not good at cooking, and it's not that I couldn't be good at it. It's just not something I've ever enjoyed enough to try to be good at it, but I really do like eating healthy, and I do get joy out of, like, finding easy, healthy recipes to make and stuff, and I do eat at home a lot. It's not like I just constantly yeah. order in. I just make, like, really easy things. I'm not ever, like, really going out of the box, like, trying cool new recipes that take forever. Like, I'm not I'm not good at that. Like, I would mess it up, but, you know, I can make some things. I'll just go ahead and say to the listeners, just in case it's a weird cutoff, we accidentally had a had a technical issue. We are back. It is fine. We're all good. So, but we were talking about cooking. I was just saying, yeah, I'm not a big cook. But you do like being healthy. I like being healthy. I am really passionate about eating healthy when I can. I'm not one of those people that's never going to cheat and eat bad. Like, I eat terrible at, like, Christmas, and it's fun. <laughs> But I like the way it makes me feel, both physically and mentally. Like, it just makes me feel like I'm, like, um, you know, making good choices. I don't know. I don't want to be that person. What do you eat that makes you feel healthy? A lot of fruits and veggies and, you know, like, lean meats and, you know, all the stuff they tell you to eat, basically. Ooh, look at you. Yeah, so I can't really eat vegetables. Uh, Oh, yeah, because... Yeah, because, like, of my... My intestines, my ostomy, if you guys have no idea what these words mean together, go listen to episode six. Episode six? <laughs> but We're yeah. always referencing episode six. Honestly, I'm really glad we made it for that reason and other reasons. Uh, but Yep, go listen to that. But yeah, six. but hey, I, I do like vegetables. I just can't have a lot of them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. No, I yeah, love they like are... roasted cauliflower. Mm, mm, so good. good. I love all vegetables, yeah. Love broccoli, love cauliflower, love it all. Lovely. Okay, speaking of being healthy, I know that you also like to be fit. What are some of the fitness things that you do? 
I do. Like, I'm not, like, super into, like, crazy, like, strength <laughs> training or, or crazy stuff. But I walk my dog twice a day, and I walk him at, like, a really brisk pace. And then I do cardio, too. And I, I like to dance. Like, I like to just put on my favorite music and, like, do, like, I have specific moves that I like to do that are kind of, like, aerobics, I guess, kind of moves. Mm-hmm. Do you do Zoom? Have you ever done Zumba? I love Zumba. I Zumba's love so it. fun. It's I seriously did. such a workout. I d- it is such a workout. You are sweating hardcore by the end. Ooh. I love Zumba. I love yoga. I love Pilates. I was really into Pilates before the pandemic. I went like twice a week before the pandemic. I don't go anymore because huh, I don't leave my house. But yeah, so I do. But I'm not like a gym rat. Like I'm not super hashtag like, fit girl hashtag yeah. fit goals hashtag no. fitstagram <laughs> and those people are great like the people who really love it they really love it i don't like love it like it kind of like annoys me when but it i makes need to work feel out good but it makes me feel good at least afterwards beforehand i'm not really ready to go but yeah, yeah it I makes feel me that. feel good i like it and you jump rope which is awesome. i do jump rope yeah i started doing it last year and i've done it like on and off i mean again i'm not like super duper consistent with it but I think it was the the workout that, to me, was the most exciting and energizing, because I didn't want to run anymore, um, and I, I just felt like, you know, just going on an elliptical wasn't enough, and I was kind yeah. of bored, but jumping yeah. rope is, is really fun. It's very rhythmic. I have, like, this playlist of music that I love uh, with, like, a really fast, steady beat that I can jump rope to, and I can... I'm not, like super good at like jump rope tricks or anything but I can do it on one foot and I can kind of I can do high knees and and the butt kicks and you know just the normal single unders yeah Yeah, no I can't do a double under though to save my life like no I can't do any of that so but I love hula hooping if that's another kind of exercise thing I do sometimes it's a good core workout I love hula hooping yes so those are fun and then I think the last thing we had was travel. We both, that's a hobby of ours, especially, I feel like once again, you a little more than me. I'm a little bit more of a homebody, but I do love to travel and I do miss it. Yeah. Traveling is so fun. I love both local travel and then also just, you know, domestic, international travel. So fun. I love it. I Local travel to me means like exploring like new cafes in my area and taking the bus somewhere and exploring and walking around and maybe with a friend maybe on my own um if it were safe I would totally be doing that but it's not safe um and then yeah domestic travel traveling to different states and I love yeah traveling with my parents it is such a Me too. like it is such a blast to travel so with my parents like yeah, and it's funny. I feel like people assume because I travel with my parents, like that, I like, you know, I do pay for a, a good part of it. I pretty much pay for my portion of it. Um, just mm. you know, I'm not like. I feel like when I when I say that, people make the wrong assumption. But it's just fun to hang out with them. I you know they also understand the pace I need to go at because yeah if I, exactly you know I think being having chronic illness like. We can do up to a certain point, but, you know, sometimes we just get really tired. My parents have more stamina than I do, uh, which is hilarious mm-hmm. because as a graduation gift, we went on this tour of, like, Central slash a little bit of Eastern Europe, which was just amazing, and I, I had always wanted to do that. But I, Casey, 
I kid you not, like, the second to last day, we had, I had not been getting, like, a consistent eight hours of sleep because we were, like, very go, go, go. Casey, my, I got a migraine. My parents were oh. fine. They were fine yeah. the whole time. I was exhausted. Oh, yeah. It but it happens. was still really I, fun. That's the one hard thing about travel is I do often completely fall apart by the end, like, yeah. physically. Like, I'm not okay at all, and I need, like, a lot of help by the end. Um, we bring a huge medicine bag with us everywhere we go, just in case yes. I have a health issue. We have all everything we could ever need. So, but no, it's really fun, and it will be so much fun to do it again. We will appreciate it even more than we ever did. I know. Cannot uh, wait. When we can do it again. But, or if you're ready, we have a game. A game. A game. My voice is so hoarse. I can sing really low now, like a game. Yes. Um, <laughs> and I feel like I always have to sing a game. Um, this game is just like icebreaker questions and I guess we can kind of do rapid fire, but not necessarily. Like, what do you think? Is that how we're doing this? Sure. I will start off. What is your favorite scent? Ooh, I have a lot of scents I love. I love. Me too. The smell of uh, coffee is always like, it's such yes. a beautiful smell. I love the smell of leather. Um, oh. I have, you know, I have leather jackets that I am just in love with. And so like, I love that. I, um, I always liked the rain smell, um, mm. the kind of pretty earthy smell. It smells really good. I, I'm a big fan of like, you know, kind of musky smells. I love those. So I've, I always like joke around that. I always like the manly candle smells and like, the <laughs> yeah, yeah, those are good. But yeah, what about you? I like like Christmassy, like cinnamon, apple mm. pie. Like I like pumpkin, and um, I love coconut smell, like in the summer, mm. and like coffee. sunscreen. I love the smell of sunscreen. I love it, <laughs> and I love coffee smell too, and like lemon smells, and I like all I that. I love citrus. Yes, and my dog. I love the smell of my dog Rupert Giles. I could I sniff him in. My friends tell me I am literally losing it and i believe them they're like casey please okay, stop but you know that smell when like dogs have been laying in the same position for a while and then they kind of they move a little bit <laughs> and they smell like fritos they do smell like fritos i love I that like. smell i love it i literally breathe him in like when i'm near him i sniff in and my friends i i, I can't believe i'm even saying that on the podcast but i don't even care like i love it's the fine, smell of my dude. dog I love his smell, and I'm not going to do the dog voice because we don't have 100 reviews on Apple Podcasts, but... So, y'all should get on that because I'm really she having was to hold so it close. Down. I know, I'm really having to hold back right now. <laughs> um, anyway. Okay. So. Okay, this one's really interesting. What was the color of your childhood bedroom? <gasps> oh, you want to know... So this is a fun fact of Casey. Are you ready for this? You're oh, not ready. Oh, I'm not ready, but go ahead. From the age of... Well, my nursery was different when I was a baby baby, but from the age of, like, four till now, I have always had the same color bedroom. I have never changed wow. it. Even when I lived in the dorm room and couldn't do the walls, I did my bedspread this color. So I have always had a pink bedroom. Oh, always. cute. That's so feminine. That's it so cute. always been pink. And I... I actually thought of changing it this year, and I'm a little I, to yellow, and I'm a little like a like a baby yellow, you know, like a pastel I love yellow. yellow. I'm a little scared because like it's always been pink. What about you? Oh, so I had like pinkish walls also growing up, but when I was 
13, I painted my room lime green and teal. I love it. My sister's um, room was teal growing up. Yeah. Um, it has since been repainted in my parents' house, and it was just, like, a beige color. But, um, yeah, my room right now, my apartment walls are gray, which I really honestly appreciate because I can do whatever. But my favorite color is yellow, so I have, like, a lot of yellow and gray in my bedroom. That's exciting. I love it. Um, my next one is about childhood also, actually. Who was, like, your childhood, like, actor crush? If you had, like, posters on the wall, like, do you have anyone specific? Okay. I was never a poster on the wall kid, and I wasn't ever into, I was. like, <laughs> that's so funny. I was never super into celebrities or anything, but whenever the question of who was your favorite Jonas came up, it was always Joe, and... Oh, mine's Nick. No! <laughs> yes, Nick is cutest. He has curly hair. No! Joe yes. has that, like, edgy Nick. look. Poor I love Kevin. it. Poor Kevin. Poor Kevin. Kevin Nobody's has a lovely Kevin. wife. <laughs> yes, nobody's choosing him. It's fine. I loved, like, Selena. I love Selena Gomez. She was, like, my childhood fave. I loved yes. her. Um, and didn't I she date her. one of them? She dated... Yeah! Did she not? She, yeah, yeah. Well, no, she dated Justin Bieber, wait. too. Yeah, but did she date a Jonas brother too, or am I? I don't even off? remember. Probably, okay. but no, yeah. she's she's phenomenal. I still like I still follow her. Probably follow her more now than I used to, but like yeah. I think she's amazing. Anyways, who yes. are yours? <laughs> um, as far as like childhood like crush, I was kind of into um Ricky Ullman from Phil of the Future. <laughs> do, you, do you remember that show? Oh my gosh, I think that was like slightly before my time. Oh goodness. I Hashtag never watched Phil of the Beach. Oh no, oh no, I'm old. <laughs> oh no. I'm sorry, I didn't want to um, date you. No, no. I love that. Okay. What was the name of your first pet? And I think you've said this before. Oh. My <laughs> first pet. Oh my gosh, I'm going to cry. His name was Sugar. He was my everything. He lived to be 17, and he was a Bichon Frise, which is the reason I got my current one, Rupert. And he was the best dog. I mean, I had, like, two dogs after him, and he was the best dog. Like, I mean, I had a few other random pets kind of before him, like a rabbit, but we didn't have that rabbit very long. And So, like, when I think of, like, childhood pet, like, that was the real first one for me. Mm-hmm. What about yeah. you? My brother was definitely more of the animal person. So he had, like, a hamster and several hermit crabs, and we had goldfish at one point, like, every kid. Um, but our childhood dog was named Rascal, and he was, like, this Rascal. big fluffy golden retriever, and he was so Aww. sweet. He was such a good boy. He was very even-tempered. Um, yeah. Even, like, I mean, I still, like, I have, I remember him when he was older, so he had, like, a lot less energy, but still, like, even growing up, like, he... He had energy, but he was never, like, destructive. He was a really chill boy. That's how Sugar... That's exactly how Sugar was. Rupert, my current dog, whole other story. He is the most <laughs> bouncy, hyper-playful, happy thing ever, ever. But He's just a happy little fluff. <sighs> Sugar was an old soul, man. Um, okay, so then my last one is what is your go-to karaoke song? Like, if you were at karaoke tonight and you had to choose song. Oh. Oh. Oh my goodness! Oh, that's so hard. I I'm I just know it is really hard. I, I have to like I have to think. Um, okay, I can say mine before while you think. 
I think if I had to choose, I would say um, Ironic by Alanis Morissette. I've dug that in karaoke. Skater Boy by Avril Lavigne is fun. Yeah, they're just so... Uh, I Will Survive, I used to sing sometimes. That's fun. Oh, so funny. I know the... I don't know. <laughs> this is so random. Uh, this shows, like, my, like, weird music uh, taste. Uh, there's a 90s band called Cake that did, like, a, a really great cover of I Will Survive, which I really uh, cool. Which is what I just thought of. But, um, no, oh, man straight up like i honestly mostly pick disney songs because i know i know oh, all the words. no yeah that's actually a great one you can never go wrong with that ever. i think i've done reflection I've done from mulan i've done part of your world i've done yes. colors of the wind i know all uh, of those words of course yes <laughs> i yes. just have to pick something that I'll, I'll know all the words to but also that i won't be like outpaced like i'm not gonna pick an adele song because i'm not that no good, but, yeah like, that's scary no, you don't want to like be too serious with it. No, yeah. no, that's fine. Yeah, I like to pick a fun song that people are gonna sing with me too, not something where I'm being too serious. So, uh, let's see. I'm thinking. I'm thinking of like really classic songs that people would like really dig. But uh, I know all of Bohemian Rhapsody, and I pretend to sing all uh, the parts. So yes, we can do that together. <laughs> that would be a blast. A blast. So fun. Okay, so. Last oh, speaking question. of records, I really like this one. What was the first record you got? <gasps> oh, no. I don't know if I know. Ooh. What was one of the... You can answer, like, one of the first ones, maybe. that Like, an earlier one, maybe. Um, I collect a lot of Joan Baez records, and I, I would... She's a, like folk singer um she was really popular in the 60s but she's still alive and i think she even still does some things even though she's very old now but wow. um she has a thousand albums out and you can always kind of find her in thrift stores and just because she has so many albums and so i collected a lot of her at the beginning of my collection and i love oh, listening cool. to her on vinyl so yeah my first vinyl was a gift from my older brother when i had told him i wanted to start collecting so he gave me one of my favorite albums, which is uh, Modern Vampires of the City by Vampire Weekend. Oh, yeah. Really phenomenal album. I was, I would just like, so hail it as like the beginning of my collection. Yes. <laughs> I love that you remember. I'm so sad I don't because I usually have a good memory with those kind of things. I don't, I think I probably bought a few at the beginning at the same time. You know what I right. mean? Right. Um, this was fun. Woo! Thank you, everyone. We are so happy to have had you on this journey. Why do I talk like a southerner? You always get southern at the end. Why and do I'm I the always southerner. do this? <laughs> you always do, and I love it. We have, like, awesome. little things we're always going to do. Awesome. Um, <laughs> all right. We've had an awesome time with all of you, and <laughs> we hope to see you in two weeks. Not hope. We will We will see you. and We won't even see you. You'll hear us. It's weird, but... Yeah. Um, in two weeks. Give us those ratings oh, uh, yes. so that you can hear Casey's dog voice. And as always, email us, hello at rarewithflare.com. Um, show notes. Follow Instagram, us on the Insta. Twitter, yeah. all of the above. We love you. Bye. Bye.